This is uh, um, Jack Zahora. Jack. Hi there. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Jack. Yes, this, yes I'm here. I'm the Greg part. That's Dan over there. Uh, real quick story. You are a um, an American that lives in Turkey. You, are, I believe, are from Chicagoland, right? I am. I'm originally from uh, DuPage County. All right. What? What? Why are you in uh, Turkey? First of all, and then give to us right to the story about what's going on. Sure. I'm. I'm a journalist who's been in the region for the past ten years, and um, I've lived in Istanbul for the past eight uh, with my uh, with my family now and uh, covering the region uh, throughout the Middle East, uh, Turkey, and Eastern Europe. Were you affected personally by the earthquake and quakes? Mm, Directly, no. In Istanbul, we could not feel the quake. To give you some perspective, the epicenter near Gaziantep is closer to Beirut than it is Istanbul. Um, in fact, it's actually not too far from the Syrian city of Aleppo. So most of the devastation happened on the other side of the country from the southeastern part of Turkey and the northern part of Syria. The videos uh, that I'm seeing on TikTok and uh, the networks and all this stuff, it's, it's more than jaw-dropping to watch people standing in the street outside of their apartment building or their office building, I guess mainly apartments because it was at 4 in the morning when this struck uh, local time, and then watch those buildings fall. I think our news uh, is reporting over 5,000 buildings have collapsed. What is the country's infrastructure set up like? It, it seems like this will be years to try to, and we're, I'm not even talking about the devastation of life here, but years before you're, you're rebuilding Well, before we can even talk about that, the challenges right now concern logistically trying to get enough people to literally pull bodies from the rubble. Really? We have, as you said, thousands of buildings have collapsed. Um, In one situation, um, which is kind of tantamount to what the the norm is for the uh, Turkish-Syrian border, um, rescue crews haven't even gotten to some of these places yet. Um, you asked me if I was directly affected here in Istanbul. I haven't, but everybody has a story of a cousin who was lost or a loved one that had a, a close miss. And um, in one situation, I, I spoke with my housekeeper, whose husband is a soccer coach who works on the, uh, for a team near the Syrian border. And he got laid off from his job just a couple of days ago. Had he gone to work, his building is rubble right now. Wow. His, his teammates are under the bricks, and some of them haven't been pulled out. The, the front lines, the, the first responders, are not people in ambulances, but people who drive taxi cabs. And they're the ones who are helping to get people out right now in a lot of places, because the scope of this disaster is just overwhelming um, the rescue workers uh, in the country. Not only that, but as you mentioned, the weather here typically is actually on par with southern Italy, and right now it looks more like Chicago. It's snow and sleet, and it's causing a logistical nightmare to get resources from places like Ankara, places like Istanbul, to the other side of the country. 
What kind of um, um, region is this? You're in Istanbul. You're in a metropolitan area. Is this more of what you might describe as peasant towns, or are they highly populated? And what's the landscape like? Is it flat or is it mountainous? Well, let me be let me let me just clarify that the scope of the of the two earthquakes that hit about eight hours apart cover a good portion of uh, southeastern Turkey and a good portion of the border of Syria. So what we're talking about is anything from villages to major metropolitan areas. I mean, that's why you're seeing, uh, you know, apartment buildings that have collapsed. I mean, these are like downtown areas of places like Gaziantep, Diyarbakir, major, major metropolitan areas. Um, along the Syrian border, it's a bit of a different story when you consider that this is rebel-held territory since the war that began years ago. Um, the Assad regime does not have control over this place. There's no functioning government there that is um, organizing relief efforts. And so you, in, in, a, in kind of an ironic twist, while it's rebel-held territory, you have Bashar al-Assad calling for international help to um, to help people who are so trapped under rubble there. I saw that uh, Vladimir Putin has sent troops uh, to certain areas of this disaster. Uh, of course, uh, uh, what is the relationship between Putin and this area? That is a complicated story that goes back <laughs> and forth between the Turkish and Russian governments. Um, sometimes they're the best of friends. Other times they're, they find themselves at odds on the international scope where you had Vladimir Putin supporting Bashar al-Assad's regime in Syria and President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, uh, the Turkish president, supporting the, the opposition in Syria. So it really depends on the day and the topic. But it's not just Putin. Um, you know, both... Um, President Recep Tayyip Erdogan and Bashar al-Assad have called for international help. The United States is sending aid as well. Uh, as long, I also read um, just a few hours ago that the Defense Department is sending um, manpower to go over there to, to help literally um, rebuild bridges and, and pull people out of rubble and, and clean up what is, what is going to be, as you put it before, years and years of, uh, of a rebuilding effort. In these places. We're talking with Jack Zohora. Jack is from DuPage County originally. He's lived in Istanbul, Turkey for uh, a decade, works there. That's his professional life over there. And of course, while not directly involved in the uh, devastation, but certainly impacted greatly with friends and family and, and coworkers and things like that. And I, I guess I, I'm, uh, that's funny, uh, not funny, haha, but just it was weird how my brain went to. How long is it going to be before the rebuild, not recognizing the length of time that rescue is going to take? I, I, that, that's hard for my brain to wrap on 5,700 buildings and thousands of people trapped below sure. Well, you know what I was thinking, too, Greg? Uh, uh, Earth-moving equipment like Caterpillar equipment. How easy is it? What's the access to even get heavy equipment, and the resources needed into yeah. that area. I mean, I am not a city planner, let alone what what would it take to have an engineering uh, background on this type of, uh, uh, this type of effort. Um, I can say this much. Um, let's give a little historical context here. Forget about the efforts right now to rebuild this one particular disaster. The 
the city of Istanbul is still rebuilding after the earthquake that hit in 1999. Wow. That killed 17,000 people and destroyed at least 50,000 buildings. Um, one of the problems you have when an earthquake strikes a region such as this is that the buildings are not meant to withstand uh, the earth shaking from beneath it. And so even though there are thousands of people whose homes are still erect, they're on the street right now, yeah. too afraid to go back into their homes. Sure. And that's while it's snowing outside freezing temperatures. Um, so, you know, forget about Monday's disaster. We're still talking 1999 um, within the city of Istanbul, where you still see signs of the earthquake that happened then. Well, I know Americans, and I know we like to help uh, as much as we can, and I'm sure that one of the conduits, I don't have the number in front of me, but the American Red Cross is outstanding at uh, emergency help in situations like this. So if you want to help, I'm sure a financial donation to the American Red Cross is probably the most uh, uh, efficient way to get that done. Uh, and I'm hoping that uh, the world comes together on this, and it is it is hard. I'll tell you, Jack, it's hard to watch. It is absolutely hard to watch. I can't imagine being so close. You know, it's even if you're not in the region or in the area in Turkey, no matter where you are in Turkey, it's a kind of devastation that is so triggering. Because if you're over the age of 30 years old, you remember 1999. If you are of a, a grandparent's age, you remember the even bigger earthquake that happened in 1939. And we get hundreds of tremors across the country um, all the time. And if you feel one, it puts you on edge. Mm -hmm. And when you see this type of devastation, it is emotionally wrecking. There's not a single person I talked to on the street who didn't run out of their house in fear that Istanbul was going to get hit next. Yeah, sure, sure. Jack, we're going to roll. We've got to take a break here. Jack Zahoras, originally from Chicagoland, DuPage County, lives in Turkey, as we mentioned. He's a journalist and Can a I broadcaster. Ask where, where in DuPage? I'm originally, uh, I was born in Hinsdale, Illinois, and lived mostly through, you know, Downers Grove and Woodridge. Got it. Right in our small, backyard. Small I, mean, world, I, was, I was a Bensonville. I was right up Route 83 <laughs> from you. Yeah. Yeah. And my and my I had I lived up there for a while. One of my kids went to Hinsdale South, so uh, we're all neighbors. Hey, Jack, it's good to talk to you. Stay safe. Our best to you and your family. Uh, maybe we can check in with you again down the road. Uh, but we appreciate your time today. We know it's an effort to do this. Thank you. You betcha.